Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Do you dream of being CEO of your own empire, running your own company, achieving your life's goals, yet wake up in a cold sweat next to last night's takeout leftovers and a pile of bus ticket stubs? You are not alone. Like many others, you are suffering from a classic case of caviar dreams, tuna fish budget. I'm Margaret Josephs. And I'm Lexi Barbuto. And every week, we'll be talking to influencers, trailblazers, disruptors, and risk takers who'll share their own journey to caviar dreams on a tuna fish budget. Side effects may include increased motivation, boundless happiness, and a fast track to success. Hello, caviar dreamers. Hi, caviar dreamers. We have a great show today. We do. We have amazing women who created a product out of a need in an industry that yet again doesn't cater to women all the way through their lifespan the way we live now. Exactly. The shoe industry. Shoes, first of all, have gotten super, super expensive. When did it become normal for shoes to be like $1,100? Louboutins, $1,500. Everything Mm -hmm. has gotten so expensive. I mean, I get in shoe shock. And then I was like, I was looking at shoes this weekend and obviously like all industries, there's great knockoff industries, but none of these fast fashion places that carry like $150 shoes have a solid, great, well-made shoe made of leather. Do you know how hot it is to yeah, find a shoe a made lot of, of leather? A lot of the days? shoes that are replicas are not real leather. No, and I don't like that. I don't want my feet to be sweated in plastic. No, either do I. to invest in a good solid shoe. I love a good solid shoe. But still be sexy. Exactly. I mean, I'm one of the rare women who can still, te- still teeter in heels though. Yes, you really are. I do I do still like a good heel. I'm not sure how I'm going to wedge myself back in after COVID. And we have the creators of F Major yeah, on today. Jen Fessler and Sherry Friedman. Yes. And I'm friends with Jen Fessler. I know her through some weird things. Yes. Um, originally from an ex-castmate. Uh, the, the Siggy, which, you know, known thank God she's yeah, known for bad shoes. So, so Jen, thank God, makes good shoes. Thank God Jen makes and good shoes. And now you're good friends. And now we're good friends. So we're all good. Yes. In the hood. We're all good in the hood. And so I am so excited to have them on because seriously, they came up with this company. It's really just two shoe styles, sexy pumps, three inches high, very comfortable. They come in wides, patent leather and regular leather, beautiful shoes. So here we have them. Okay, I'm so excited. We have on Jen Pessler and Shari Friedman from F Major. And they she are Boss Major. They, they are F and Major. They are F and Major with their new shoe line. And they just have two styles. So 
I'm just so excited that you guys are on because you two joined forces together and came up with this amazing company that's so needed in the market. So let's just talk about it because you only have two fabulous pumps, really, a patent leather and a, re a regular leather shoe. And I have one right here. I know, which, which is, it's a sexy shoe. So tell us how you got started. So first of all, we are not shoe designers. So let's just say that, right? Yes. So um, this company was born um, really out of a need. I think like most, you know, successful companies are, you see like a hole in the market or something that you want or need. Um, I had been in Manhattan. I live in Northern New Jersey, like you, Marge. Yes. And in Manhattan with a friend, our daughters are the same age, celebrating um, one of the girl's birthdays went to Tao, uh, we're walking out, and I'm walking on the streets of Manhattan barefoot because I just couldn't bear it anymore. Bear it, excuse me. Bear, yes. So I'm walking on the streets of Manhattan trying to avoid, you know, um, uh, needles and, and God knows what else. Uh, so whatever. I had another event the next weekend, and I sort of had this, like, complete aha moment. Like, I can't do heels anymore like this. I just can't bear it. I was, at that point, I guess I was... Um, 50, 59, uh, 49, uh -huh. my feet, you know, you get older and your feet change. It's not, it's just like every other part of your body, right? Shit gets softer and wider, not for everyone, but certainly for me and many, many of my friends. So, of right, I had to get a pair of shoes to wear with this hot outfit I put together for this event I had the following weekend. I went online and I just, you know, Googled um, designer heels that are comfortable, uh, designer heels for women with wide feet. And what came up was like, you know, picture uh, Vioxx and I'm back in the, like picture like an easy spirit back in the day, okay? Yeah. Like shoes that- Not good. Would not be caught dead in, right? Clunky, matronly, and, and the shoes that actually do have s some competition, um, but they don't, nothing that I could even find really. And the branding was, was sort of like geared towards an older woman and towards this boring sort of like, here's a shoe for you, lady, you know, do what you have to do. Yes, somebody that wasn't fashionable. Thank you. I took my little self to um, Neiman's and I said to the lady, listen, all I want is one pair of black three-inch heels. Black three-inch designer heels, okay? I have to, I have wide feet. Anything that I can just like get through the night in, they don't have to have red bottoms, they don't have to have rhinestones, something that I can wear with everything. And by the way, I'm 50, so I have the money to pay for them. So this, uh, this woman's like, listen, um, designers don't make these heels in wide, okay? But what you have to do is you have to size up. So I'm like, okay, I'm an 11. Yeah, and how are you? I'm a 10. Yeah. yeah. Fine. So bring me every 11 you have. I want every pair of black, um, three inch pump in 11 that you've got. So as you can imagine, I'm walking around, shoving my foot, by the way, it doesn't matter if it's an 11, if it's still this narrow. Narrow, yes, if it's narrow. Right, right? and I'm, I'm walking on the, uh, the carpet of Neiman Marcus and my heel is coming out of the shoe and I'm like, I don't get it. So this woman says to me, um, no, honey, you need to learn to walk in these shoes, in shoes that are bigger. And I'm like, bitch, I'm 50. <laughs> exactly. You, why would you have to relearn to walk, right? What? Say what? I'm like, this is ridiculous. And um, sort of, you know, I went home and just with this frustration and feeling really like the high heel shoe industry does not give a shit about me. Like I, the beauty industry, I, I mean, I don't know that 
when I was 20, I had the money to pay for Botox and fillers and lasers and tummy tucks. Not that I have, my husband would tell you I still don't have the money to pay for all of those things. Having <laughs> said that, but the beauty of the fitness industry, I can afford a personal trainer, let's say. Um, you know, these, the, even the clothing industry, the fashion industry, you know, I have now money that I didn't have. Yes. Yeah, of course. And you need a comfortable pair of shoes yeah. that look good. And they don't give two shits about my money. Like, I don't even know. I can't give them my money to make me a pair of shoes that I can walk in. Again, one pair of black heels that I could wear with jeans, that I could wear to an affair with a gown, that I can wear to work. So hooked up with um, a shoe person. And I, again, I'm not an, this is my first try at being an so how did you? How did you know? Like, what did you do? Did you Google? Like, so many people don't know where to get started. I think so. everybody who listens to us is like, well, how did, how did Jennifer and Shari figure this out? Like, how did they know? Did you just like Google? Were you like, oh my God, I'm going to start here. I'm just going to Google a shoe manufacturer. What am I doing? So first of all, I did not know what I was doing. I had no idea, but that is sort of linked to hooking up with my best friend. But I will tell you that starting out, I knew a guy who was a neighbor and who had been in the shoe industry his whole life. He had worked in manufacturing. Um, so he hooked me up with, well, I, I met a lot of people, right? And I did not know what I was doing. I mean, Google how to start a shoe company. I, it was all, you know, look, let's see. Let's just throw some shit against mm -hmm. the wall and you know, see what sticks. So I found this guy after lots and lots of sort of looking and talking to people. And why don't we have technology that actually enables a shoe to still look sleek and thin and sexy? Learned that what all comfort shoe manufacturers do is they take picture like a Dr. Scholl's insole. Okay, and they shove it into the shoe. And so it creates a cushion, right, around your foot. But as a result, you have this big clunky shoe, usually with a round toe, because with it looks like a boat, right? You have to put your yes. foot in something behind. Okay, so I just talked to a lot of shoe people and every, like everything else in this world, you know, it's networking. Who do you know? Who do you know? Who do you know? And, um, I'm not Margaret Josephs, but I definitely have sort of like an outgoing personality. You have an absolutely big. outgoing personality. And I think you connected yourself with a lot of great people. I did. I did. And I found somebody, um, a guy in Spain who basically like looks the part. He's like this, uh, he looks like a cobbler, but his, all of his, everybody in this town of Alicante, Spain is in shoes. His great, great grandfather, now his son and his great, they all do shoes and they do it for big designers, right? He had this technology. We looked at a lot of different ones. This was the one. Did you get on, did you have to get on a plane? Uh, I did not have to get on a plane. He got on a plane. Oh, that was perfect. And the plan was, of course, now we have like factory in Spain and then COVID hit, but that's a whole other subject. So, but I had, so now I had something, right? And I had, um, so I had a prototype and I had you know, the ability to sort of talk to what makes a shoe comfortable. But I didn't, there's so much. So Shari is my best friend from Boston University. So we go way back. I actually transferred, I graduated from University of Texas. So um, I was in Los Angeles looking for a marketing agency and a branding agency and um, my husband knew someone, whatever. And it's my best friend. So of course I stayed with her and she's, she's very busy. She, at, the point, at that point she was like working for Snapchat and she, I, I just sort of begged. I was like, listen, you have all of this experience in digital marketing. She's very, very smart. Um, you know, she <laughs> is not only very, very smart, but she's 
has the same problem that I have, right? Like her frustration, she understood. My, my feet are too. I, not to the point where I'm walking the streets of Manhattan barefoot at night, or in my case, Los Angeles at night. But uh, I mean, honestly, the truth is there really isn't anybody that we've encountered who, who can't relate to the story of the love-hate relationship with heels. But, but go on, Jen. Well, no, I mean, Shari is, so we sat down and, and had coffee and I was telling her about this experience that I had interviewing this agency. And I was like ready to hire them because again, what did I know? Of course. Mm -hmm. I was like, they were great. They were so nice to me, first of all. And they all seemed to really get it. And they had lunch there for me. And so I'm about to sign this contract. Yeah. People offer food, yeah. you, you uh, definitely wait. want to sign a deal. Yeah. That's what I always well, say. That's exactly I, I give them everything. Amen. So I'm like, I'm about to sign this contract. And Cherry's like, you better slow your roll. Like, she started looking at this company. She's like, first of all, they don't have any D to C startup experience. I don't, like, to me, they were so flashy and pretty. And I saw the products that they had marketed and things that, so at which point I'm like, you know, oh. And so she, um, you know, in typical Shari form, she started looking at things in this way, in this very sort of analytical way that I just didn't and don't. And I was like, you have to. I had a beggar, of course, because she's got, she's a whole big life in Los Angeles. But um, after some serious begging, I said, you have to partner with me. I need a partner. I cannot do this alone. And there's so much that I don't know. And I'm, I'm smart enough to know that I don't know a lot. And that I, I think, need. I think that's a good piece yeah. of advice because I think a lot of people always think that they could do everything, but you have to be smart enough. I think that's the biggest piece of business mm -hmm. advice is be smart enough to know what you don't know and get someone on board who knows, has the opposite skill set. And I guess, Shari, that's you. I think we complement each other nicely in that way. But I think Jen is underselling herself. While she doesn't necessarily have the career experience, perhaps in digital marketing, once we started talking about the need to you know, further identify who the, the right agency and the, and, the, and the appropriate next steps for us and what that all looked like, I mean, she came around and, and got it pretty quickly. And, and really, you know, the purpose of that exercise and maybe not signing with the first agency and taking a beat was, you know, there was, it was twofold. I mean, yes, we wanted to look at other agencies and maybe find one that we felt was more experienced in our particular category. But also, you know, Jen, as she said, had done this very deep dive um, online to try to find a shoe that met her needs and couldn't find one. But there was a need for us to really take that further and really do this like deep competitive dive slash research analysis and really understand truly what that hole in the marketplace looked like. And so not to, you know, bury this podcast with all kinds of marketing terms and research no, data. No, but it's, I think people are interested. Yes. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, all of Jen's initial thoughts and this hole that she felt in the marketplace and this feeling of being left behind by the shoe industry based on all of the research we were doing and in association with a research firm that we hired was all proving to be true. And it was just remarkable to us how it, hard it was to find brands that really put themselves out there online that were selling shoes that we as self-proclaimed fashionistas, but also women of a certain age, um, would find interesting and appealing to us and could actually get us through the night. And that shoe did, did not exist, number one. And number two, brands that 
once we really, really, really dug deep online, I mean, deeper than any average or above average consumer would do, we did start to pull some competitors out of the woodwork that Jen on an average search, you know, search query had not turned up. But even when we pulled up those competitors, we were so unimpressed with what they were doing. Even, even if it was a shoe we might wear, we couldn't find any other shoe. I mean, if it wasn't quite to our aesthetic liking, their brand identity and the way in which they were relating to consumers and what they were, the message that they were, you know, that they were standing for did not strike us, was not relatable to us. And it was just, you know, that's how you find great brands in your life. Like, yes, the product ultimately has to work for you, but something has to draw you to it in the first place. And so for me coming from, I do have a digital marketing background, but before there was digital marketing, there was plain old marketing. Yes. And to me, that was one of the biggest opportunities in this entire endeavor was to really drill down, find that hole in the market and start talking to consumers and women like us in a way that no other brand was doing and really create in, in the industry, uh, this particular niche industry, uh, to find a way to do what like Jen and I was talking about Spanx and what they did in their industry. And oh, they, I they talk about it all the time. Sarah yeah. Blake is unbelievable. And they took basically a girdle. It would ultimately became a girdle, although it was, it was launched for other reasons, right? To hide panty lines. But, and then it morphed into like the sexy, cool girdle and became a household name. And the go-to solution for any of us who are at dinner with our friends, right? And needed a solution for, you know, holding in our, our whatever or hiding panty lines, we unanimously would all say Spanx, right? Yes. And nothing like that existed in our particular industry, despite it being a problem that all of us have. And so once again, to me, that was like a, a humongous opportunity to really piggyback on this product and this technology that Jen had already, you know, she was already on a roll with it. But to take the marketing and the messaging to the next level um, was, was a huge opportunity. And so we, we did some consumer-focused research. And then we really did a deep agency search and went out to uh, all the different agencies that represented brands that we as consumers were fond of. Because I think that's how you ultimately find you know, a, a brand that you feel is going to represent you know, you, a company that's going to represent your brand adequately. You know, they have to have done work or stand for brands that you love and can identify with. So many months later, yes, here we are, uh, lots of consumer research under our belt, focus groups, really identifying exactly. How many people did you use in your focus group? We used like um, 25, 25, 25 people in our focus group. Yeah. What um, age group? What age group? They were 30 to 60. Actually, about twenty-five to sixty. That's a great. That's a great cross section yeah. of women. Well, I will. I will jump in and say it's funny because, um, so it is a great cross section, and we are. My daughter's eighteen, and she wears these all the time. Right? She has her frat parties or her formals or whatever, and she loves them. Having said that, we have um, we appeal to I think a huge sort of you know cross section, but we were told from the beginning, which is so I think it's so interesting. Don't talk about age. So even, you know, Shari's talking about the branding. And if you look at some of the branding for our quote unquote competition, right? Um, it's, it just, it's for maybe an older woman, 
supposedly without ever saying it. Everyone is so scared to say, you know, women's feet change. And, but 50 today, I'm 52, is not my mother's 52. No. Okay, well, yours maybe because your mother's like, 50 now or something. Yeah, my mother's delusional. Yeah, yeah. She's amazing backwards. Okay, but, but you know, mothers, my mothers, um, she is not, she was not like me at age because she doesn't, she didn't have the ability to be. She had Botox, you yeah. know, it wasn't like keratin for your head. I mean, you did the best you could. And also there wasn't even, um, you know, the, there wasn't even like the idea that women could be sexy at 50 back then. You know, she was like packing it up, right? It's I'm not, No, I know exactly what you're saying. It's absolutely true. But that's why a brand like yours is also so important because there is this industry standard that it's like, we're not catering to you. You're past, you know, this is a point where you turn it in, you go to aerosols and you just put those little feet up and something comfortable. And that's not the way it should be. The marketplace has to change. So F, yes, exactly. So F major is going to make a major splash. Lex, I love that necklace, wouldn't it? First of all, I love that necklace. I know, isn't it nice? Where's it from? Anna Luisa. I bought some Anna Luisa and I'm wearing my layered pieces, but I didn't get that one. I know, I think you should get it. If the best thing about Anna Luisa is, first of all, people have stopped me nonstop to ask me where my jewelry is from. It's affordable. It's affordable because when you want to layer necklaces, it could get very pricey. Mm-hmm. So when you're buying multiple pieces, Anna Luisa is perfect for that because they you can layer them, they're affordable, they're beautiful, they work well together. They look very expensive. And they're not. And mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the beauty of it. And also I want to mention that they're really a sustainable company. You have to care about the earth as much as we care about looking good these days. I absolutely agree. And they release new collections every Friday and jewelry starts at just $39. It's amazing. It really, and it looks so good. That's like so one you don't feel guilty. For the yes, yeah, true. You girls better cut back on that. <laughs> Let's cut back on the Starbucks so we can buy more jewels. So basically, you guys have an offer coming your way. If you use code caviar, you can get 10% off at Ana Luisa. So go to the website, analuisa.com forward slash caviar. Go treat yourself and your loved ones and use our code caviar to get 10% off. You can also see us on Instagram. We're wearing Anna Luisa all the time. We love it. So use code yes. caviar for 10 Yes, when you see me in my layered necklaces, Anna Luisa. How long have you guys been in business at this point? It's a very good question. So we were ready to launch right before COVID. I know, which really sucked the life out of so many things. We had been working on it for a couple of years and it was finally time. And we are ready to launch our three-inch, you know, little black dress. And all of a sudden there's a shutdown. So I don't, I don't, we, we assume that nobody wanted a black high heel while they were marching around their house. So that everything, obviously like everybody else, we got completely shut down. But, and we literally had like all the shoes ready for, to be shipped from Spain to our factory here. And so we just literally um, pulled the plug, so to speak about recently about what, Cheryl, like a month and a half ago. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. So oh, you, sorry. yeah, sorry. everybody had a pivot and now that the world is open, so this is, this is very, very, very exciting. I feel like it's, there's a need for it. It's great. We got to get it on everybody's feet. F major, what is the price point? So the price point is three, it's $300 shoe. Let me tell you that it was, this was modeled after an $800 product. So the guy that I work with in Spain said to me, okay, Jennifer, what do you want? I said, I not only want, I need a black pump that looks like this. 
and it was just a classic black Prada, I don't know, 800 and something dollars. He created the same thing for all intents and purposes. It's a little bit, the heel's a little different for comfort, yeah. right? Um, the leather is a little softer. The, so there's all of these little adjustments. So $300 is, um, is the price point. By the way, let me say to any and all of your listeners, uh, if you do go to www.shopfmajor.com and use the coupon code the Marge. The Marge. We're gonna, and the I'm gonna Marge. do a swipe up also because if you look at it, it's like if you wear these shoes all the time, it's like less than a dollar a day. That's exactly right. You get twenty percent off, um, and uh, yeah. So, but again, that's also the point, and I, I hate to keep hammering it, but it's a little black dress of shoes. You have to have a pair of, of good black, black shoes, and shoes are an investment. And I always yes. say that to people. It's not shoes everyone always looks at shoes you have to own a good pair of shoes because if you take care of them they last you forever and it's yes. shoes are an investment piece and i mm -hmm. always say that and especially come you know comfortable shoes are an right. investment piece and yes. i think that's super super important so f major we're gonna we're starting here with the patent leather and the black shoe would you, would you ever like two years from now branch out into other colors yes I'll say that quickly. Let me say to you that I actually am, we're already envisioning the next will be a nude. Mm -hmm. because just, again, we're making, we're very, at age 52, you become a little more practical. Not in all areas, right? Yeah. But you think, yeah. like I am, Sharon and I both, like if you look at our closets now, compared to when we were 20, even though we have, let's say the money, just, everything in my closet, I wear. When I was 20, I just liked the look of the boxes, with the designer names, they should line my closet. I want any of that. I want what I wear. What I go into my closet. I'm not into clutter. I don't need to prove anything. I want what makes sense. So um, we are making shoes that are hot as shit and sexy, and that we need. We wear. Listen, I would love to wear. I know. I know, Marge. You're a heel woman. You yeah, I could. Still, I still. I am that. I think that um, unicorn that could still wear very high heels, and my feet don't kill me. Right. Yeah. You. you right. Want Towering. I wear towering high heels, but believe me, no one's like me. All my friends, everybody complains about their feet and their heels and everything else. Well, especially after COVID, because no one's been wearing. That is heels. true. After so COVID, this is like a great time for you guys because everyone who even did wear well, like four and a half inch, five inch heels is well out of practice at this point. Yep. That's going to be a stinger trying to get those. That's on. You know, not to put any kind of a God knows positive spin on COVID, but we were able to sort of. It, it made our product makes sense now, right? Like you, you learned the value of comfort, and you want to get the hell out of your house. So yeah, and, you, and you want to look good. No one wants to look like crap. And I always judge people by their shoes. I'm not going to yes. lie. I hate crappy shoes. Me too. Yeah. I do. I have a rage and if someone has like bad crappy shoes. On. Shoes are so inexpensive these days. Like if you go for a fashion pair of like pumps, an average pair of pumps at like a very average mall store is still costing you 129 149 160 yeah and they're not and, and they're not, not quality made. so and it's better for someone to yeah and someone should invest in a good pair of shoes that last them and i think that's really what it is and i try and always say that it's quality over quantity a hundred percent we also make um shoes from size 5 to 12 in wides so not just wides in you know uh, medium and wide so it's important because so many great yeah. designer brands don't do a wide. You even go that even if they say that they do, it's really interesting. Just, just, I think you're a little busy, Marge, but for anyone out there, do a little experiment and, you know, go to a Stuart Weissman, let's say, and they say that they have wide. 
So you want to order, you go on there and you order a 10 wide. They will be out of stock. And I'm not, I'm not saying that I'll watch, I'll be wrong. Somebody will do it and they'll get it. But we did so much of that, right? We went to so many different brands that claim that they do wide and you couldn't get them. They're saying they do wide, but it's always out of stock. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah so, it's very suspicious. I mean, yeah, it is. And your feet widen as you age. It's a fact. Your ears grow, your feet widen, all these I don't know. Things. I don't like that ear thing, but no, it is true because my mother, when she had her facelift, had to have her earlobes reduced. She did. And it was well, really you know, good. I I'll just give a little free tip here for your listeners. Yes. My ears, my um, they started to sag where you put the earring, like you know, where they, it pulls down. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Just ask your ask your uh, ask esthetician to put a little um, put a little filler in it, put a little, and all of a sudden, the earring sits much better. Oh, that's, that's good. good. You got to chubby up the you got to chubby up the lobes. Just a little freebie from me to you and your listeners. Oh, I love that. That's so good. So we ask everybody who comes on the show. What's, you know, because we say we have real advice, not like get a business plan, not do this. What's your most entrepreneur real advice? I love that. Well, I will tell you that we, one of our serious value propositions is about, it's about being real, right? For instance, we don't, we're not saying our shoes are three inch heels. They're not sneakers. We're not going to like the, like Easy Spirit used to run those ads. I don't know if everybody will know who Easy Spirit was. It's like women playing basketball in heels. Yes. At the end of the night, like you'll be able to get through the cocktail t- the cocktail hour and the reception. But when you get home, you'll be fine taking off your heels. It's not like you're going to want to, you know, they're still heels. Honesty. But in terms of our own, like, advice, I mean, Sharon, do you have anything? In, I think of a few things. Do you have anything specific that you would uh, say is well, real? I think uh, you guys hit on one earlier that I think is really important, and I've always abided by in in all areas of my life not just the uh not just this entrepreneurism but and that is just knowing what your strengths and weaknesses are and surrounding yourself with good people who who compliment you and you know that's why jen and i work well together i'm certainly not an expert in most things if anything but you know jen compliments me in ways that i certainly could never bring to the table we have, you know, our, um, our, we call him our shoe guy, but we have our point of contact in Spain who oversees our manufacturing. And, you know, he's been with Jen, he even predates me in this, um, you know, in this company, but just, you know, and, he, and we don't know shoe manufacturing and he does and just always just sort of not being afraid to, you know, being okay with what you don't know. And, and getting through your head that surrounding, I, I always want to surround myself with people who are smarter than I am, basically. Yes. Mm-hmm. Always try to live that way. And it's a very hard pill for some people to swallow and ultimately the key to success. Yeah, I think people get intimidated by that. And it's ridiculous because you want to be around smarter people. Because how are you going to learn if you're not? And not exactly. knowing things is not a negative in life. It's an, It's not... It shouldn't shut you down. You should see it as an opportunity. And I think a lot of people don't. Oh, yeah. It totally, for me, especially at the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, the insecurity with um, that comes with not knowing and making a fool of yourself. And if I ask this question, I can think I'm a complete idiot, right? So I had to sort of take on, yeah, it, okay, I'm an idiot. But anyway, I need this information. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you, you know, and pushing past that whatever comes in your ego and, and all of that to get what you need, right? 
And um, that's not an easy, believe me, that's not something that's easy to no. do, right? It's, nobody likes to sound stupid or look stupid. No. And also, I think that also, you know, as new entrepreneurs, we were very afraid at the beginning of, you know, everybody had to sign a non-disclosure, which I believe in, we stand yeah. by that. But I do think, you know, we didn't want to give away the secret. And if you think about it, we already had a connection in Spain and a shoe that was comfort with technology. Don't be afraid to talk to people, right? Don't be afraid of getting robbed so quickly. You need- I know, No one wants to share their idea, they get very afraid. I'm just like, just yeah. make someone sign an NDA. And then just, you have to talk about it. You gotta be open about it. And now, you know, there's so many different, I think, Margaret, you're on it, but like even now I'm learning stuff. I'm on Clubhouse. You yeah, that? yes, on the Clubhouse. Yeah. Right? You should be running rooms in that in Clubhouse. But anyway, it's all about um, the, it is. what I- it, It's such a, it's so, it's amazing. And I love it because you could talk to the highest level of people. I mean, yeah. it's after right. so many great yeah. people. Around there, you could just slip into any room, but I mean, it, it's a lot of work. Sometimes I accidentally go on Clubhouse. I'm in a weird conversation. My phone would turn on to Clubhouse, and all of a sudden, I'm in a room. They're like, "Hey, Marge," and I'm like, "Oh my God, I'm on Clubhouse," and I'm like, you know, talking about nonsense in my bed. I was like, "Okay, I gotta get it. this. Is crazy." My phone accidentally turns on. They're like thrilled. Margaret Joseph's on me. They're like, "Shut that, mute that bitch." No, no, no. It's just very, very funny. I'm just like, then I get mortified, and they're like, "Leave quietly." I'm like, "Whoop." Right, like yeah, yeah no, do. my phone comes on by itself and Clubhouse is on. I think something very strange is going on. Yes, Clubhouse wants to listen to our yeah. gossip, right, Jen? But I, I just, yes, but I mean, I just bring it up as like anything that will tell me stuff, right? Any avenue that will give me information in terms of growing my business, um, any person, any you know, any opinion. I'm not, I'm really good at taking uh criticism. I mean, I criticize myself more than anyone else does, but constructive criticism. I don't care. Bring it. Yeah. I think a lot of people aren't good at that. And I think that's important for everybody to hear. It's people have to be able to take constructive criticism. Everybody takes things so personally. It's about yes. business. It's not a personal attack, but you have to be able to hear it. Yes. I and I think people have a hard time hearing things like that. It also save you from a tremendous business disaster. Yes. If you really listen to people's feedback. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So we always say the Marge's success is accredited to her being 50% delusion to 50% determination. Yes. So what would you say your percentages are? 50% delusion and 50% determination. I don't know. I mean, that's it. That's what Marge used. That's what I want to use. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I think that for me, um, you know, this one, Sherry and I, again, sort of complement each other. So I'm like a dreamer, right? And I'm... Um, and I think things should happen immediately, right? Like, I don't know why Oprah's not knocking. I don't understand why we've been at this for six weeks. <laughs> Where is Oprah, right? So I'm like yes. a bit delusional and um, we're both determined, I have to say, but, but Shari is like this. She's very single, she's focused, right? And That's she's not good. about yeah. Oprah. She's worried about, we have to get out, like, like this is the next step with the, email mark this is the next step we have to talk about our social this is, and i'm sort of like so then she brings me you know down off of my um out of the clouds right and i'm like oh okay i have to do something oprah's not just gonna come knocking tomorrow um so i think but i think you're right i think it's like you have to also be a dreamer right you can't just be you know practical. 
I agree. Yeah, because if you don't believe your own hype, who else will? That's what I always say. I always say delusional is not a bad thing. Sometimes when I ask people on this, everyone's like, oh, I'm not delusional. I'm 100% determined. I'm like, you have to be a little delusional or you wouldn't jump into it. I agree 100%, right, Char? I mean, I'm, I'm definitely the dreamer. I'm like out of my mind half the time. Yeah. I mean, in the idea, you know, someone has to be the dreamer for, you know, a lot of times for the, for the idea to be born. Like without Jen's, you know, Jen taking that leap of faith. I mean, I am the, I am the more practical. I am a little more like business minded and let's make a plan. But, you know, I don't know that I, I would have hatched, you know, the idea and taken the leap out of a career that I was, you know, that I was comfortable in. And basically it was the only thing I knew from a career standpoint and taken the leap into doing something completely new without, you know, Jen sort of like trailblazing and leading the way on that because she is the dreamer and she thinks that way. And then once that plan was sort of out there, thanks to, you know, thanks to Jen, it, it was sort of easy for me to bring in what I do best and sort of be, it's not like the voice of reason, but as Jen said, I am, I, I like to take her big ideas and then lay them out and, and, you know, from a more, you know, planned and strategic standpoint and see how we can bring them to reality. Yeah. Uh, and once again, it's just part of what, you know, what works well, but I do like to plan and I do like to, you know, no like idea. To- She's saying that like, it's, she likes plan. I know, I know, that's so funny. I know, I'm not a good planner. I'm like, oh, we're doing this, we're doing that, da, 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 da. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I know, Lexi's like, I know, Lexi's like, yeah, we're showing up. I'm just like, yeah, same thing. I just like show up. I'm like, tell me where I gotta be, what do I gotta do? I'm doing this, you know, I'm like nuts. I don't even know how it happens, but I, I, kids do. I don't know how my kids, how I raise my kids. I have no idea. Every day was like, wait, I have to Pack a lunch, say what, what? Wait, what do I have to do I know, I, I'm with you, I totally get it. Now, we always say, what was your big girl panty moment? Like, oh my God, I gotta do this. I gotta pull up my big girl panties. It's a sink or swim set moment. I mean, well, I would, well, one thing I would say, I mean, this maybe is a little cliche at this point, was really, um, you know, really figuring out how to manage our business and what to do with our business in the face of COVID because it was the first, really the first major challenge and hurdle that we faced. And not because it just uh, created a delay in the launch of our business, but it changed a lot of things. I mean, it, it changed the, you know, the investment community landscape, you know, our ability to what we thought was going to be a, uh, not an easy fundraise, but, you know, uh, certainly far less challenging than fundraising has, has proven to be yes. um, as a result of COVID and, you know, investors just being a little more skittish about, you know, where their money is going. And, and even though we on this call all get how important our product is to women like us in the market post-COVID, uh, it, it can be hard to convince an investor at this point that a high heel shoe is a must, you know, is a must buy even for, you know, the most fashion conscious women, uh, a comfortable high heel shoe. And so what all of that forced us to do was for the first time really have to pivot and rethink, especially for me, what had been a plan that we had laid out with precision. And, you know, it, it, it did cause us to really confront a new reality 
and uh, rethink how we were going to spend money and rethink how and what our launch was going to look like. And it, it really, um, it was a, you know, it was a, a, an important exercise and a valuable one, like I said, because we had just been going through the motions up until that point. Like we're going to do yes. this, this is going to happen. We're going to launch in our branding's going to be done. We're going to launch in May and we're, and then we're going to sell shoes because everyone wants a high heel shoe and we're going to raise money in June. And you know, by December we'll be on Oprah's favorite things list. And, and because of COVID, if there are silver linings that you want to pull out of this experience, um, we, it, it was a great dose of reality in one sense and um, a really great exercise in, turn, in, in terms of making sure that we know that there's gonna be times in our lives where we're gonna have to pivot hard on the business and that things don't always go as planned. Yeah. Question, yeah, I mean, did you send to Oprah yet? Not yet. No, we're just getting started on our, um, on our PF, PR efforts this month. Oprah is somebody who like we, you know, you read so much about um, how even pre pre COVID, right? Like people are shifting away from heels and you know designer sneakers and more comfortable footwear. And so Jen and I, like our eyes are twenty four seven peeled, especially for like high profile women. And and we'll see we'll be like Oprah still wears heels and like and we we, we hone in on it. Well, and we do have a Gail. You should send to Gail King because then yeah. I'll get to Oprah. I mean, you have to like. You should send to all the people on, like all the women newscasters, news anchors, yeah. morning show anchors, exactly. Because those that's are like, always looking at them. You have the to get. Us. But I think like you guys, they're definitely hitting on something. It's just got to get to the right people, and I mm -hmm. think the main thing is you got to send these shoes to every high profile person. It's really about getting it in everybody's hands who are, who's going to wear it, because that's where that's really where the attention's going to come from. Well. F major, Shari and Jen. I am so happy you guys came on. Your story is so inspiring. Tell everybody where they could find you. www.shopfmajor.com. Okay. So and your Instagram too? And it's in your Instagram? Shop F major. Shop F major. And on instead shop F major as well. Correct. Correct. Got it. That's Very so successful. amazing. Well, we wish you much success. I yes. you know it's going to be a big hit. You guys, we appreciate you so much. I mean, you talk in the book, Marge, about what a mentor is and how much, how important it was, you know, and you find mentors even at whatever stage you're in. But having another woman who actually cares enough to want to help is, first of all, it's rare. I'm sorry to say it, I, at least in my experience. No, you're but, right. And that's sad. I like women to help each other because it's important. It's important yeah. for us all to help each other and lift each other up. So your new role besides housewife um, is now mentor. <laughs> okay, I'm in, I'm in. All right, thank you guys so thank much. So the girls were great and they really have a great product. And I believe that they can really make a difference in an industry to actual women's lives. I absolutely agree. They have to get the shoes on the right people. They're hustling. It launched before COVID. Now they've pivoted and they're really going to make a splash in the shoe industry. They are. Listen, I am no stranger to walking through the streets with no shoes on. I mean, listen, it is true. When I get in the car, I take my shoes off right I've away. walked through the streets of Manhattan with no shoes on the streets of Montauk. I mean, I've walked through the streets of everywhere with no shoes on. But when they get to like burning, the little dogs are barking, little trotters. Your little trotters? Well, listen, my little pigs get swollen. I'm not going to say they don't get swollen. Well, no more. They no are more. That Exactly. Problem. So I'm super excited for them. They were great. They, they had were. a lot of amazing business advice for people just starting out. 
don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to look stupid. Ask tons of questions. Surround yourself with smarter people. It's also, I love, don't accept that, you know, there's nothing for you in the marketplace. Create your own thing. Like It's the, true. You know, we need more trailblazers going out there. That's different than Katie Serena. Exactly. Exactly. I, I love it. Women take it, take the bull by the horns. Oh, look at Cindy Fasha. People, yep. you know, on Instagram, they take down things that discuss like female issues at a certain age. You know, now I'm 40. I'm really oh, are you 40? I'm 40. I'm 40. And I'm realizing like, fuck the industry. Fuck all this shit. Where all of a sudden you're supposed to like not shrivel up and die. Yeah. I'm not taking that. I'm no, not, we're not taking gonna, We're that. not going to stay in the house. We're going to be out and about. Yeah. I'm going to be out there having orgasms and comfortable shoes and without my thighs chafing. But no, they are amazing girls. And also you're going to put the information up on Instagram. I'm going to put the information up on Instagram. F major, a fabulous company. We're giving you a discount, the Marge, 20% off. So buy a good pair of shoes. Shoes take you great places. Good shoes take you great places. So That's F major. True. So join us every week on a Wednesday at Caviar Dreams, Tuna Fish Budget on everywhere you find your podcasts. I mean, podcasts are everywhere. So you better find Yes. Them. Spotify. We're Amazon, every, I mean, Apple, we're, it's everywhere. like, where are we? The Marge is under your skin. So just infiltrate. We're infiltrating your brain. And the other thing is, I'm going to be in the mid Atlantic states this week. Delaware, I'm coming for you. And DC. Ooh, Delaware watch. and DC, the double D's. What? She's bringing the double D's. I'm to bringing the, the double D's. D's. So everyone have a great week. Keep dreaming and stay inspired. Yeah, stay inspired, caviar dreamers. Love you all.